How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I am Eric Name, and this podcast is presented by Brew Hoop and... I mean, Brew Hoop himself at Brew Hoop on Twitter, Frank Madden, and I mean the living embodiment, I believe, of BrewHoop.com. Frank Madden joins me. Frank, how are you? I'm good. We've been doing this since uh, Brew Hoop's been around since 2007. How crazy is that? Going next year, Whoa. T- ten year, ten year anniversary. Shout out to Alex Boder for starting it with me. That was good times. Oh man. I got to talk to Alex about that, that that it's been 10 years. That's crazy. Um, okay. That, God, that, God, we're so old. I think that's part of That's what just hit me. <laughs> that's going to make for a good uh, conversation uh, before dinner, before this Cavs game, because um, normally I eat with Alex. So um, I'll, I'll have to bring that up. But obviously, Cavs game, that's what we're talking about. And this podcast brought to you by SeatGeek. And it's important that this podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek because Bucks Cavs in the BC Tuesday night and Frank tickets are frustratingly cheap. And again, <laughs> again that might be just be be because SeatGeek is a fantastic app that searches for the prices for you. They go to all the other websites, they figure out what the best deals are, they find them for you and they put them on their website, and then you can go to the game, you can go to the app, you can search out exactly where the tickets are, you can find these great deals. But Frank, you don't have to look very hard on SeatGeek. <laughs> it's it's kind of sad. I was uh, on Saturday, I was on uh, Wisconsin Sports Weekend with Justin Garcia on, on 620 WTMJ, and uh, Justin asked me about you know the the Giannis basically pleading for people to come out to the to Bucks games yeah. uh whenever that was I guess it was after the after Warriors, the Warriors game, game yep. right yeah and uh obviously that didn't happen uh predictably that didn't happen on Monday against the Magic it did not and I don't, what was the crowd like on Friday actually against the Raptors was it meh or what was it like um it was probably one of the better non-Warriors games of the year um but that doesn't really say much um, probably a little bit less than opening night, but probably so the best non opening night or warriors game, I'd say, but yeah, you know, and, and it's kind of those tough things. It's like just, you know, and it's always the same. I mean, I, I get why the bucks don't have great attendance and why they have to cut ticket deals to ridiculous levels to get people interested. I mean, on some level, I get it because this is a small market that, you know, first off, there aren't as many people and, the team has not been good in the last 25 years. Yeah. And so there just isn't really that kind of cultivated fan base that, that you need to, you know, be a team that, that kind of sells out every night and, and, you know, expects winning and delivers winning and, you know, just sort of has that loyalty. <laughs> and I mean, there's obviously there, there is our hardcore fan base and we know it exists because we know a few thousand people every day listen to us talk about them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so shout out to all our listeners. We appreciate it. Uh, but, you know, you guys that are listening to this podcast aren't the people we're trying to win over and tell to go, 
you know, make Giannis feel wanted and, and go watch him play basketball. Uh, it's just kind of hard as long as they're not winning consistently and kind of building that, you know, consistent winner vibe or whatever. Uh, and I think, you know, when the Bucks do have a pretty good season, like it, it, it kind of like people kind of jump on the bandwagon relatively quickly. It's not like they have to win 50 games two years in a row and then, oh, then finally some people might start going to games. But um, but yeah, it is frustrating. And, um, you know, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll get into our SeatGeek read here, I mean, right now, because I was just looking at uh, tickets for the Cavs game. I mean, this is, you know, a LeBron game, right? Normally LeBron games are, are games that always draw big crowds, whether it was, when he was in Miami, I, you know, it was like always a kind of a sellout type crowd. And, you know, just looking at tickets for tomorrow on SeatGeek, you can get into, you know, again, kind of the where the baseline and sideline meet. Um, I'm looking at section 216. It's like 74 bucks a ticket, lower bowl. That's crazy. Uh, uppers or 10 bucks. That's and, crazy. You know, the, you know, and so it's just, I don't know, it's just like really surprising. So, yeah, if you haven't taken advantage of that LO Bucks promo code, um, check out SeatGeek, download that app, go to the settings tab, add our, our promo code LOBUCKS, get $20 rebate after your first purchase. And again, make Giannis make Giannis happy. You know, put a smile on Giannis's face. Go support the Bucks. And I, I guess uh, it, it is just crazy that the best basketball player that has played basketball that I've been able to comprehend playing basketball. Like, Giannis, right? We're talking about Giannis. Oh, I was not. Um, but maybe, maybe that's the One case day. in the future. Um, but like LeBron James is in town. The team that just won the NBA champ, so the reigning NBA champs, with one of the five best basketball players of all time, and it's not. It, how could tickets be that cheap? Go out and watch basketball. NBA basketball is awesome. The Bucks are awesome. The Cavs are awesome. LeBron is awesome. Like, go watch some basketball. Um, sorry, that was my. I just needed to say it. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, go to SeatGeek. If, if the Bucks, if the Bucks were like a, a movie, that I just pictured them running a, an ad, and and you're what you just said, the Bucks are awesome, being excerpted for that, and just being like put in like really big font on the screen. <laughs> like critics are saying, <laughs> the, the Bucks, Bucks are, are awesome, awesome. <laughs> which is a little bit out of context. I don't know if you'd, uh, I don't know if you'd use that same glowing. Like I mean, I would, I would put, that. like, an asterisk it, 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 there and say, like, Giannis <laughs> is awesome. But <laughs> yes, he, is, is awesome. he is the Bucks right now, so yeah. the Bucks are awesome. Um, okay, so Cavs are in town. Um, I guess, first thing, we didn't get to talk about it a lot after uh, the Magic game and the Raptors game, and we kind of touched on it, but I didn't get to go into it as much as I wanted to. Um, and the Cavs being in town gives me a perfect opportunity to. Uh, Matthew Delvadova, obviously, Bucks, Cavs, oh my God, world's colliding. Uh, what is Delhi going to do? How awesome is it going to be? Um, but this is like, I mean, the only thing you compare it to is Durant versus OKC pretty or, much. you know, Miami and Cleveland when LeBron has switched. I mean, that's the yeah. only possible. 100%. As far as hyped up games go this year, gotta be in the top five um so delhi gets to play his former team and i guess one thing that's been very interesting with the small ball lineup we talked about in the last podcast um we mentioned that okay down the stretch they against the raptors were doing a lot of things to get Giannis into a mismatch and the one thing that they consistently seem to get a mismatch out of is 
either a Giannis Deli pick and roll or a Deli Giannis pick and roll. And in crunch time seemingly this year, that's just been their action. Like if they need a basket, okay, let's let's run a Deli Giannis pick and roll. Uh, we'll do this inverted pick and roll and we'll get we'll get Giannis mismatch and then if they don't switch it, Giannis can get to the basket and then if they do, then we'll come right back at them with uh, the with a Deli as the ball handler and Giannis as a screen. Like that's just their action, and they seem to get great stuff off of it. I know in the Raptors game again, you saw Deli throw a little pocket pass, Giannis get a two handed dunk, and it was awesome. Um, so yeah, the Bucks are awesome. Um, but when you have, by the way, do you know do you know who the the league's best pick and roll uh, finisher? is right now you know you know you know who's in the hundredth percentile in pick and roll finishing right now you'll never guess based on what you were just describing not so it isn't deli so Giannis, you're you're gonna tell me it is it is Giannis. Giannis is uh he's only had 16 possessions so five percent of his total touches but he has put up 1.63 points per play on those he's shooting 67 percent he's made 10 out of 15 shots as a pick and roll man, which, you know, as we always say, as disclaimer, the hard part obviously is running it such that you can actually make the pass and get yeah. that guy in a position to actually finish. But, uh, but yeah, Giannis uh, has been phenomenal this year. If I had to guesstimate 10 of the, so there's 10, you said 10 buckets, right? Yeah. So out of those 10, I would say eight were assessed, uh, were assisted by Delavadova. And I would say six to seven were in the fourth quarter. Like that just feels kind of, like the time that they go to it and how they get into it and how Giannis gets those looks is through Delhi. And, and it's been really interesting to watch because it's, again, you, we we discussed before the season, is Delhi good in the pick and roll? Can he throw lobs? Can he do whatever? And yes, he he is passed <laughs> with, I, I mean, I it's tough to say. I mean, obviously every once in a while, and maybe sometimes regularly, if he's having a real bad game, he'll throw some bad alley oops. But for the most part, Delhi in the pick and roll is working for the Bucks. And I guess, what have you thought of Giannis Delhi pick and rolls and kind of that chemistry? It seems like their go to in the fourth quarter, and it seems to work. And I don't, I don't seem to have a problem with it. Yeah, I mean, the fourth quarter is all about getting the ball in the hands of your best players, and you know, I think Giannis is because he doesn't have kind of the mid-range game or obviously the three-point range, I think there's still a lot of value. I mean, even if even if he did, I think there's always value in, in doing it in kind of some different ways. So the fact that you can get him the ball by trying to run, you know, an action that gets you a switch to get him an ISO against a smaller guy, uh, the fact that you can run a straight pick and roll where he's going to roll to the rim. And, you know, it seems like I'm just picturing at least three or four late buckets where he's rolled to the rim and, and Delhi's hit him with a, you know, a pocket pass that he's dunked. Um, for a big bucket and so that's obviously really encouraging then the bucks lead the nba in points per possession or sorry points per play on uh, on roll man plays and obviously they just don't you know they just can't get that many possessions i think they're in the bottom third of the league in terms of the mm-hmm. percentage of time they actually use those plays um and i'd say delve obviously is kind of the key guy in terms of of making those plays so yeah, I mean, you know, as long as Giannis is getting the ball, I mean, I like to see Giannis getting the ball up top a lot. I'd like to see Giannis um, getting some touches from the elbow. Um, you know, we've seen uh, them run a couple plays where Giannis has sort of 
when they've overplayed at the elbow, Giannis is kind of back cut yep. for for baskets. Um, Delhi's hit him a few times uh, in games with uh, with nice passes off plays like that. So I think it's just finding you know two or three actions that are sort of you know maybe a base action, then maybe some like just counter type stuff ways you can kind of run different things out of it. And and again, I don't think this is a team you want to be too complicated with, um, but just put it in the hands of those guys and then. Um, you know, the, the reason we obviously always talk about going small is because it just means that the, the floor opens up. And I thought against the Raptors, um, the floor just seemed very open for Giannis for long stretches. Mm-hmm. And and that obviously is a good thing because, you know, Giannis in space against pretty much anybody is is a <laughs> matchup. You're, is a mismatch. Uh, and so so we'll see. I mean, against the Cavs. This is a team that Giannis has had some very big games against. Uh, we talk about the Bucks being a young team that plays up or down to its opponents. And obviously the Cavs are a team that that you have to play up to in order to be competitive. We saw Giannis have that big, uh, I don't know, what was it, he scored 33 against them, I think, early last season yep. on a, a TNT game. And, uh, you know, Giannis has, has definitely been a guy who plays, tends to play well against Durant and and LeBron and obviously you hope he can continue to do that you hope that Jabari Parker can bounce back from a pretty quiet game on Sunday at least from a scoring standpoint um, because uh, certainly the Cavs are a team that can throw many different looks at you uh, and have just a lot of different weapons in our team that um, you know shoot a ton of threes and that uh, you know I think Adam Adam Paris pointed out over the weekend I didn't really notice it but the Bucks were leading the league in three point percentage allowed which is both good and kind of scary so what does that mean frank what does that mean three point percent so as adam wrote um three point percentage allowed tends to be pretty volatile so um and you were mentioning before we started that um i think there's some numbers that i think their contest rates have been pretty good this year yep so some of it you can control obviously i mean if you just don't contest threes and they're just wide open then that is going to hurt you more than if um they're they're contested threes but uh, but obviously, uh, I think history has suggested that that's not a number that teams can control as much as as some other things. So you just worry that being best in the league and your defense is still, you know, middle of the pack against a soft schedule, that um, that that defense might be exposed more and more as uh, as you work into tougher teams, and also as uh, maybe that that number reverts back to the mean a bit. Yeah, and like you said, the the Cavaliers are a team that could very easily take advantage of that um taking a look at their offensive rating this season 100 111 and a half points per 100 possessions that's second best in the league uh just behind the golden state warriors who are at <laughs> 115 um which is insane not that 111 isn't insane um but War, uh, the Cavs just score the ball like crazy and uh, looking at some of their lineup data their most used lineup is their starting is that their starting unit with Tristan yeah um, so Kyrie LeBron Kevin Love J.R. Smith Tristan Thompson 199 minutes on the season and a 114.7 uh, offensive rating so and a 61% assist rate. Um, so they move the ball, they shoot a lot of threes, and they score the crap out of it. Um, and that's that's pretty that's pretty much what the what the Cavaliers do. I know we mentioned uh, you were talking about how well their defensive rating is just 15th, I think, in in the league and. Again, that that could be important uh, that the Bucks might be able to score with them, but 
scoring with the Cavaliers is a tall, tall task. Yeah, I mean, certainly you think back to the the Warriors game, I and mean, that's that's probably the only team that you know you can compare. You know, maybe the Raptors. The Raptors, I think, uh, they're third uh, in know, offensive rating. I think. Yeah, and they they have played those teams, and um, I think did they did they win in Cleveland or did they lose narrowly in Cleveland? I, I forget if they if they did, but. Um, but they've been competitive. They and, lost um, in, in so, Cleveland, 121, 117. Yeah, so, yeah, so they, they played the Cavaliers tight in Cleveland. Uh, so it's a game that, again, you just sort of hope that the team can get up for the way they have for some of these other good teams. And obviously you hope that somehow they can kind of get over the hump. Um, I think interesting that you know the Cavs, at least as you mentioned, um, one spot ahead of the Bucks in defensive rating. So uh, you hope that you can do the things that that the Bucks do when they are scoring well, which is obviously get out in transition and uh, push the tempo. And you know, as we've mentioned previously, the Bucks numbers uh, in terms of scoring when they've gone small have been pretty outrageous. About 124 points per 100 when when Giannis has been the the biggest guy on the court this season and not a huge sample 46 minutes but um i think certainly a sample that you hope will, will grow significantly and uh you know again it's almost like when you play the Cavs, the the the, the guy that scares me most is jr smith because you know that lebron is going <laughs> to go and put up big numbers you know Kyrie is going to be decent and i'm curious how much Kyrie is going to be He's motivated to try to he is the wild uh, yeah, is he going to be motivated to really destroy Della Vadova because of, you know, kind of like the murmurs you heard sometimes last year about like, well, maybe the Cavs are actually better when Delhi's in the court because he just gets out <laughs> of the way of LeBron. Um, I'm sure that Delhi will, will uh, you know, be be bracing himself for that. Obviously, he's he's seen Kyrie and kept practice for um, the last few years. So, um, so you hope that, uh, you know, Kyrie, hopefully maybe Kyrie tries to do too much, but if anybody is capable of kind of going one-on-one and, and actually, you know, being not hurting his team, it's, it's probably a guy like Kyrie. So I think it'll be interesting to watch. You hope that Giannis obviously elevates his game uh, against LeBron as as he often has, and that maybe the Cavs uh, kind of, you know, overlook the Bucks a little bit and, and maybe just don't get up for the game the way sometimes, um, you know, teams teams kind of do. Uh, so maybe a, a, a late November game in Milwaukee. We we saw, what was it a year ago, I guess, a similar time time of year, the Bucks won in double overtime. Um, I think that was last year, right? Am I completely mis- mis- mixing, mixing up my years? But I thought that was last year. Uh, against the Cavs, you're was, Yeah, or was that two years ago? My, was my brain totally fried? It was last year, November 14th. Okay. Saturday, November 14th. Bucks won 108-105 in double overtime. Uh, that that game and that game I remember featured Jared Bayless actually playing good defense on LeBron James in like the second overtime. Oh, so that yeah. just tells you how weird that game was. Yeah, that was that was it. Um but yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see uh what the Bucks can do. Um one thing uh, I guess you you kind of hope last year you mentioned that Giannis has 33 uh and that TNT game and that was I remember writing something at Milwaukee Magazine about how that was a little bit of Giannis's coming out party, that it was everyone understanding, oh, this kid's really good, and he's he's doing these things against a good basketball team in the Cavaliers. And I got to say, I'm kind of hoping maybe this is that day for Jabari. Again, it's not going to be national TV or anything on Tuesday, but um, to just have a good one against against the Cavaliers might might allow people to kind of see okay Jabari Parker is a is a good basketball player and someone that we should be keeping an eye on so um, I think that would kind of be the hope but uh, we'll have to see what the Bucks can do tomorrow against the Cavs and again you should go see it 
and you can do it very easily uh, by going to SeatGeek. Again, it's easy to get our promo code, um, get a $20 rebate on your first purchase at SeatGeek by just simply downloading the app, going to the settings tab, clicking add a promo code, enter uh, promo code L-O-B-U-C-K-S. Again, that's L-O-Bucks. And then SeatGeek sends you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. So uh, go ahead, download the SeatGeek app, and then you can go see Bucks Cavs. You can go see the best player of this generation and maybe Giannis. the best player of the next generation. Giannis <laughs> is the next generation. This, this current generation is still LeBron's. Uh, maybe the next one is okay. Giannis's to have. Um, but go, go out and do that. As always, thanks for listening to us. Go ahead, subscribe. Check it out on brewhoop.com. Our posts are there uh, pretty much every day for you guys to check out. Um, go ahead and do that. And for Frank Madden, I'm Eric Name. We will talk to you later.